Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. So there seemed to have been a couple of camps when I was raised in the church, Allie. There were okay. those that had this kind of perspective that if you do not speak in tongues, you are not born again. And then there were those who thought anyone who spoke in tongues has been obviously flirting on the dark side too long. And those were the two camps primarily okay. when I was a young man growing up. Interestingly enough, a lot of those that used to be in that camp of if you don't have tongues, you obviously aren't born again, seem to have really surrendered that humbly. And there's another humble camp on the other side that said, hold it. Maybe we pitched out these gifts a little too soon here. We got a man here that's going to help us dive into this. And this is one of those topics that you need some intellectual power. <laughs> mustard, if you a will. Little mustard. Dr. Sam Storms joins us. He's founder and president of Enjoying God Ministries. He's the author and or editor of 37 books, including Understanding Spiritual Gifts, A Comprehensive Guide. I've read a lot of your writing, Dr. Storms. Thanks for being with us today. Give us first your journey on this continuum of cessationism where the sign gifts have end for today versus they've continued on and will continue on until the second coming of Christ. Where were you on this continuum? And how has God worked in your life? I was raised Southern Baptist in Oklahoma and Texas, and we rarely talked about the Holy Spirit. And if anything related to the so-called charismatic or Pentecostal world came up, our response was one of disdain and kind of snide uh, rejection. I carried this into my years at Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, by the way, for which I am incredibly grateful. Dallas Seminary was a wonderful experience for me, but they are confessionally cessationist. And so it was kind of reinforced in me theologically and experientially until about the late 1980s. And I began to read some books and some of the arguments that I had been given uh, for why the Spirit of God doesn't do those things in our present day just didn't hold water. I couldn't find them in Scripture. So I, I didn't change to be in a continuation because I experienced some profound miracle or saw, you know, a healing. It was just looking at the Word of the God word. and saying, what is the teaching of Scripture on this? So from about the late 1980s up to the present day, I have been devoted to exploring and, and, and writing about and preaching and teaching on this subject, because I think the, the body of Christ desperately needs it. So that's where I am today, uh, a full-blown continuationist, not just theologically, but in practice. In practice. It's very much a part of my personal life, my relationship with the Lord and my ministry. Now, for many of our listeners, uh, Dr. Sam Storms, our guest right now, continuationist, cessationist, those words are not words that many of our listeners use very often, maybe even are familiar with. Is it vital for every Christian to have sort of a position it's on a this? great question. Because many people, this sounds like academic kind of theological jargon that doesn't really relate to the layman, to the everyday believer. Well, the answer to that is, what does the Word of God say? Does Scripture minimize this issue? Does it gloss over it? Does it warn us about dangers inherent in this issue? The answer is the Scriptures are very clear. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, and again in verse 39, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, 
especially that you may prophesy. That's hard to get around. You know, I, I've often asked people, how do you define sin? Well, sin is willful disobedience to a command of Scripture. So are we obeying that text of Scripture? Now, as far as the language is concerned, people need to be careful. We're not talking about secessionism. That's what the southern states did in the 19th century uh, that led to the Civil War. Right. We're, talk- we're talking about cessationism, which yes. argues that uh, certain gifts of the Spirit the more overtly miraculous gifts ceased in the first century or soon thereafter, that God ceased to bestow them on the church. Continuationism simply means, as I am, that all these gifts continue and will do so until the second coming of Jesus. So to answer your question, Ali, I think it is very important because we read in 1 Corinthians twelve seven that the, the Spirit is manifested. He comes to display. We see him. We observe his power and his activity in the gifts that he bestows on Christians for the building up of the body of Christ. So to say that this is kind of a tertiary, secondary, throwaway issue that that need not concern us, if spiritual gifts are the manifestation of the Spirit himself, it's the Spirit coming to visible and vocal display in our midst to help us in ministry, that's a vitally important issue that simply cannot be ignored. Dr. Sam Storms is our guest right now, Boom Crew, and I know you love the Word of God. That was the impetus for his theological position to understand that the spiritual gifts continue on to this day. Now, Dr. Storms, an instant word of protest, protestation would be, okay, Let's say people are speaking in tongues, but where are the dead guys being brought to life? You've heard that before. What do you say to that? It's interesting you should ask that. Uh, My good friend, Dr. Craig Keener, who teaches at Asbury Theological Seminary, has written a two-volume work, I mean a massive work, published by Baker Bookhouse, in which he chronicles and, and, and provides empirical evidence of multiple resurrections throughout the course of church history and around the globe. Now, let's acknowledge this. Even in the Bible, resurrections from the dead are very, very rare. Yep. You know, there's Jesus only a couple of times, Lazarus and the, the son of the widow of Nain, Paul with uh, Eutychus, Peter with Dorcas in Acts chapter 9. They are very, very infrequent. And people say, why is that? And I say, well, because it's no great blessing to have to die twice. <laughs> That's one reason. <laughs> but I have never seen a resurrection from the dead. But the bottom line is this. What is going to govern my behavior and my beliefs? Is it what I do or do not see and experience today? Or is it what the Word of God tells me is true? And am I going to obey Scripture, sometimes even in defiance of my experience? So again, I I, I don't let the frequency or infrequency of these phenomena dictate to me what the Bible is allowed to say. This is amazing. Dr. Sam Storms, uh, coming up here, I want us to wrestle with this one, because no matter where you're at on the miraculous gifts, sign gifts, and all the outworking of that or not, one of the great dangers here, it seems to me, Dr. Storms, is that we have we seem to be incapable of walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. What would happen if the church came Holy Ghost alive? And how are we going to do that? More with Dr. Sam Storms coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So what does it look like to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? 
And why does it feel like this is such an elusive goal? We see it in scripture. Let's talk about it with our guest, Dr. Sam Storms. He's the founder and president of Enjoying God Ministries. Carl, set it up. Yeah, it's interesting. Dr. Storms, uh, Multnomah alumni and spent a lot of time with a great man of God, Dr. Joe Aldrich, who walked in the power of the spirit, very evidently. Uh, seminary with Haddon Robinson at Denver Seminary. Love that brother. But for all this education that I received, I had very little exposure to what it was, to what it would look like and how to be filled with the spirit and operate in the power of the spirit. And the last thing I'll say is if Jesus says I need to go and it's to your advantage that I go, that the Holy Spirit will come. I'm just wondering where were the guys when I was a kid growing up that were highlighting those passages? They weren't there. And what should we do today, Sam Storms, and how do we get filled with this spirit? I think perhaps the most significant factor in why we are not walking in the power of the spirit, why we tend to gloss over it or neglect it or even suppress it, is fear. And the fear is born of our having seen some people do it really badly. I mean, we all know who we're talking about. We don't have to name names. You can watch them on TV or the Internet. You can go to their conferences, and they are manipulative. They are self-serving. They bring reproach on the name of Christ. Uh, You mentioned it earlier, you know, some who would say, well, if you don't have this particular spiritual gift, obviously you're sub-Christian, or God doesn't love you as much as he loves us, or you have somehow quenched the spirit in your life. And we've created this this dichotomy between the haves and the have-nots, those who are spirit-filled and those who aren't. And there is there is a reaction, and it's understandable. I've, I've lived with and wrestled with this for years. I don't want to be associated with those. I people. don't either. I I don't want to be linked. I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, identified with them. And so what we do is we run for cover in the opposite direction, and say, "Well, my goodness, if that's what it means to be a practicing continuationist, I think I'd prefer cessationism." I understand that motive. I understand that thinking because it kept me blinded to the teaching of God's word for many, many years. But I think the answer is people would just sit down and, for example, recently I preached at a conference and I just walked people through the book of Acts. And in every single chapter, there is reference to the activity of the spirit, the necessity of his work, the power that he manifests through uh, broken, weak people like you and me. And I don't see how the church can possibly expect to thrive and have an impact on society until we are consciously crying out to the Spirit, praying for, you know, Jesus said it, if if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, yes. how much more will your Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Problem is, we don't ask. And yet, all through the book of Acts, we see this constant reference to being filled with the Spirit repeatedly, and the marvelous and sometimes miraculous things that God does. Now, again, people need to understand the power of the Spirit isn't just for sign gifts or miracles. No. You know, I, I think, for example, in Romans fifteen thirteen, where Paul says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So how do we get hope? through the power of the Spirit. First Thessalonians 4, how do we resist sexual sin yeah. and temptation? It's through the Spirit whom God gives to us. So we desperately need a conscious daily drawing upon the presence and the power of the Spirit. He's there to help us when we cry out to Him. And I would just urge people, don't let the offense 
that you feel uh, because of the uh, the uh, the misbehavior of some in the so-called charismatic world prevent you from embracing fully what the Bible says about the work of the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you called attention to this because you're right. Some people, including myself, have seen things that were done wrongly that were just weird is a good way to describe it. But I, I, you know, I'm looking at one of your recent blog posts. You, you point out that even though these kind of things draw a lot of our attention, when you kind of zoom out a little bit, it's just a tiny fraction of what's happening worldwide in the charismatic community, correct? Yeah. I mean, I just take Oklahoma City as a case in point where I live. I would imagine there are probably, and this is just a guess, let's say 75 churches that would identify as continuationist or charismatic. Maybe five or six are in the so-called word of faith or prosperity gospel camp where they are teaching uh, dangerous doctrines and they are really out of line. By far and away, the highest percentage are gospel-centered, Bible-believing, Christ-exalting people who believe in the presence and the power of the Spirit today, but they wouldn't go anywhere near some of these weird practices that so oftentimes capture the headlines. So yeah, I think when you when you start thinking about the fact that there are supposedly somewhere around, um, what, 600 million Christians worldwide who identify as continuationists of one variety or another— the vast majority of them are rock-solid believers who are not given to excess or manipulation, and they are centered in Scripture, and those are the ones to whom we should look, not to those, not to the what I call the odd outlier who garners all the attention, largely because he's on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. That's just the nature of our world today, sadly. Dr. Sam Storms, guys, uh, you're listening right now going, who in the world is this guy and why have you not had him on sooner? I don't know the answer to the latter, but to the former, you can find him at samstorms.org, samstorms.org. And I'd encourage you to check it out. He's a prolific writer. He's, as you can uh, hear, he's very scripture based in any positions that he takes. So if you want to take him on, you better bring the word of God. Yeah. And fun fact for you, Dr. Sam Storms, we have uh, a new employee who just found out we were interviewing you and she holds up and says, I'm reading his book right now. She has it in Understanding spiritual warfare. Understanding spiritual warfare. So your influence is wide, which is awesome. Good stuff. That's encouraging to hear. Yeah, I wrote wrote two books, uh, Understanding Spiritual Gifts, A Comprehensive Guide, Understanding Spiritual Warfare, A Comprehensive Guide. They're, They're kind of a pair. They're twins that address those two vitally important topics. Dr. Sam Storms, thanks for being with us today. And again, Boom Crew, samstorms.org, samstorms.org. Check out lots of resources there, guys. Go grab it. Listen when you like with the Carlin Crew Showcast. Just text SHOW to 312-274-9624. It's Carlin Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus. So the interview that I just had here with Sam Storms that we just had, you can hear this again, and we will have it top-loaded at the front end of our podcast. If you've not subscribed to our podcast, today would be the day. You get it all crunched down, condensed. It's kind of like condensed soup. I didn't know tomato soup, by the way, started from Campbell's in New Jersey, and I found out that they were the first ones to come up with condensed soup. That's yeah, really cool. About, dude? I was watching a special in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So what we've done with our podcast is we've made Campbell's, Carl and Crew, Condensed soup. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. Campbell's. 
Campbell's Carl and Crew soup. Yeah, Campbell's Carl and Crew soup. That right you can here. listen to. You don't. We didn't. Know, you don't have to go to New Jersey to get it. Nope. So text the word show. We'll load up Sam Storms right at the top end of our podcast. Text show to 312-274-9624. It's worth listening to again. Or check it out. We've got people inquiring. How do I read more, study more? Uh, a lot of different ways to do this. Um, one is samstorms.org. Coming up. When I found out it's got food trucks. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in. How could you not be? And Young Thunder, if you go to the food trucks, you'll see Young Thunder there, no doubt about That's it. He'll true. be there. I mean, he'll be well, sniff, it's a food truck. Sniffing or buying one of the two. I mean, there's nothing better than a good old food truck sniff. See, here's the riddle for the day. What's this? <laughs> That's Young Thunder at Candle yeah, Carol's. Absolutely. Hunting down the food trucks. <laughs> My wife's probably gonna be like, Do you uh you want to check out the shops or anything? I'll go, no, I'm gonna hang around here. Those things smell so stinking good. Yes, when they put it through like oh. the little ventilation on oh, their trucks. They, I think they do that on purpose. They absolutely do that on purpose. I think they put even more. They're like, go ahead and crisp up some of that chicken taco seasoning. Yeah. And pump it through the exhaust That's right. System. And they say, you know what? We just need to, you know, vent out the truck so the smoke isn't all. And I say, well, you're not mad about it going out onto the street, though, are you? And no. they're not. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I am going to do something special. I want you to hear from Kelly Worrell. And if you haven't heard this yet, I want you to get it now. And I'm going to be hammering this all week. I've done a little sleuthing around here, Young Thunder. You have? Yes, sure, Bob. I've been out there sleuthing around. (laughs) Yes, and this is what I found. What are you doing? Saturday afternoon? Yeah. It's almost full. Is it? All of Tory Gray Auditorium. I There's like it. There's balcony seats. Side balconies are only got maybe 20 seats left. Main floor's got about 30 seats left. Wow. Uh-huh. And you know how big Tory Gray is Absolutely. right here on the campus of Moody Bible. Many hundreds too. of seats. And then uh, Sunday after, uh, let me get the schedule right. Well, I'm talking about candlelight carols here. And that's right. And I'll tell you about food trucks because that's most important. <laughs> But Candlelight Carols is going to be uh, Saturday. The Saturday schedule is uh, matinee, kind of midday, and then yeah. evening. And then Candlelight Carols Sunday is going to be at 5 p.m. Now, mm-hmm. here's what you need to know. Let me give you the food truck schedule because that's most important. The concert begins at 1 o'clock on Saturday, December 2nd. Candlelight Carols. Right afterwards, oh yeah, Christmas Carolers, Kids Christmas Zone, Candlelight Carols Christmas Market with all kinds of cool stuff to buy, Festival of Arts and Culture, and food trucks. And food trucks. Food trucks, baby. (laughs) They're going to be there from 2.30 to 4.30. No, I'm big on these. Oh, I I don't know why. One of the greatest things in Chicagoland is food trucks. You can't get better than a food truck. They're the best. And I'm not talking about the job site food trucks. Those things are nasty. The guys right. that come along with those stainless steel doors yeah, and they pick yeah, them yeah. up and they slide them in. And That's they more of you. like a concession stand. Yeah. It, that, uh. You got to have like a real food truck. Now, this where is food a grill truck. inside. It's like warm food. Yeah. Tasty. Absolutely delicious. Okay. So the food trucks roll out at 2.30. So you walk out of Candlelight Carol's mm. and you go, you hungry kids? Come on now. Yeah, dad. Right over here. You see that taco truck? Go after it. So <laughs> go you, after you it. hand them a little cheddar. 
and they're off to the races. They're, then evening concert is at 5 p.m. Yeah. on Saturday. Goes to 6.30, hour and a half. And then, how come the food trucks again? <laughs> no joking. How come the food trucks? <laughs> they're there from 6.30 to 8. That's right. Now you can hang around downtown after you go to the afternoon concert, yeah. have lunch, stick around, go walk, yeah. walk around the city. <laughs> And then come back, and the food trucks are and there it's again. still there, yeah. That's right. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's going to be an incredible event. So you're going to want to be there for sure. And then Sunday, we got some tickets available there. In fact, quite a few tickets available on yeah. Sunday. But here's the, here's the bottom line. They are going to go so fast. Absolutely. Sunday, 5 to 6.30 p.m. And by the way, here's the cool thing for this. You come early at 3 p.m. Food trucks. The food trucks are still there. You think we're advertising the taste of Chicago. I know. It's the taste it's of Buddha Bible Institute. And then you go to the concert and you come out after the concert at 6.30. Food trucks are there. Food trucks. You, if you're <laughs> it's hungry, just amazing. If you're hungry, I mean, it's the perfect place to go. Along with Christmas carolers and kid zones and Candlelight Carol Christmas Market, which yes. has got really good Really good gifts. You got to go to the Christmas market from all around the globe. People that have been set free from slave trade, uh, sex slave trade, and the list goes on and on. Amazing event. Last year, they did it up this way. They kind of went this way. This year, they're all in. This is an event you do not want to miss. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, these tickets are going to go fast. You got to get down with your, with your whole family. When I say kid zone, and when I say they do candlelight carols well, they do it really well. So grab it. Do you have a Saturday matinee slot a sun, uh, or evening or a Sunday after church, like 3 p.m.? Food trucks before and after on Sunday. Before and after. Before That's a and big after. deal. It is a big deal. If you're hungry before, you can get it before. If you're hungry after, you can get it after. Yeah. So text the word LIGHT to 312-274-9624. Text LIGHT to 312-274-9624. Get your tickets, guys. Super affordable. Going to bless your socks off. Text LIGHT to 312-274-9624. Somebody texted in and said, statistically speaking, there's going to be food trucks each day twice. Yeah, it's true. That's right. It is. I mean, they're right. Statistically speaking. If you look at the stats, they all line up that way. They do. They line up that way. so weird. It's a bizarre thing. (laughs) What are we talking about? Candlelight carols. That's right. And with more on this, Kelly Worrell. Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. If there's one thing that ought to be a party, it's the birth of Jesus Christ. Come on. Anyone else agree with me on that one? Amen. Absolutely. Got to have a party. Of course. Got to have a party. Well, we got a party planner with us here today. We do. <laughs> Kelly Worrell's in studio with me. She is professor of communications at Moody Bible Institute and field chair for the Music and Media Arts Division. When you decided to take candlelight carols and put it on spiritual steroids, something happened, <laughs> didn't it, Kelly? It was so exciting. Yeah. Tell I mean, us about it. Candlelight carols, listeners might know, has been around for many, many decades and for a long time, we were doing it up at Moody Church, and it was beautiful and wonderful. But COVID kind of gave us an opportunity to rethink, rethink. what we were doing. Yeah. And we brought it to our campus last year for the first time and added to our concert all sorts of other interactive, family-friendly elements that people can come and enjoy. What did you do last year that you thought, boy, God was all over this? 
you know, we learned a lot. We were kind of making it up as we went last year as we were planning. And we knew we wanted to have a market element and we weren't sure what that would look like. We had a few different iterations and eventually landed on inviting some ministry partners who are doing incredible gospel work around the world to come and sell their goods that are made, you know, all oh, over the world. Oh, I didn't and know so that piece. Saksum and Rafiki Foundation and Arise Creations from here in Chicago, Timbali Crafts. They're all coming and, and more. I'm not naming all of them. So they will all be there in a beautiful market, along with Moody Publishers and Moody Radio and Today in the Word. All of our Moody colleagues will be there as well, just celebrating and giving away things. And it'll be a wonderful time. Wonderful so the market time. was exciting. Uh, our children's and family ministry students created a whole interactive experience for kids of all ages to come and experience a story of the nativity. That is so, so fantastic. They're doing that again and and more. There's lots, lots What's of stuff happening. The theme this year, the light shines, and I don't want to downplay candlelight carols, the yeah. classic. I mean, that's yeah. so well done, isn't it? Yeah. All of our music ensembles are participating and performing and so our chorale will be there. They are always incredible. Our orchestra is amazing. Our gospel choir under the direction of Walter Owens uh, from Salem will be there. All of our worship collectives will be doing original music that they have written, especially for this concert. And our drama team is going to be doing scripture reading and some special drama performances that's entirely from the Bible. And so all around this theme of light and darkness and finishing with John 1, the light shines. Beautiful. Boom Crew, we've got something for you. Got a key word that's going to give you the dates. December 2nd and 3rd, right here at Moody Bible Institute. Everybody thinks about parking downtown, don't they? Yeah, we do have some parking on our campus. That's yes. free parking. If that runs out, we will help you find there's other parking nearby that we can direct you toward. Are we going to fill that parking up? I sure hope we do. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> That's my goal, yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got a keyword for you with all the details that you need. It starts 1 p.m. Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday. Concert starts at 5 p.m. each night. Real simple to remember that. But all the details are going to be in this link. Just text the word LIGHT to 312-274-9624. LIGHT to 312 312- Two seven four nine six two four. Let's fill the house. Come shopping for Christmas, right, Kelly? Absolutely, absolutely. Bring the whole family. Bring your friends. It's gonna be an incredible party. The party planner herself, Kelly Worrell, with us. And uh, again, the word is light. Text light to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew mornings. All right, guys, a little self-deprecating humor is always good. I love self-deprecating humor. It's important. you got to be able to laugh at yourself. I used to tease about my hair. Yeah? My wife says it's not funny anymore. <laughs> Why is it not funny? Well, my hair used to be uh, bright, bright orange. This so is I'd, true. I'd get up, and especially new audiences, when my bride and I would go travel around the country and speak for Family Life Weekend to remember. I'd go into a ballroom. Sometimes there were, you know, thousands of people there. Yeah. And I'd introduce myself, and somewhere early on, I'd say, you know, I struggled as a kid because I walked around the hallways of service high school mm-hmm. feeling like a number two pencil, skinny, <laughs> skinny with an eraser on top. I like that. That's a good one. But my hair has lightened up over the years. It certainly has. It certainly has. My wife thought she spotted a gray hair. Uh-oh. And then she realized, no, it's... It's not there. It just was in the light. It was just in the light. You got lucky this time. You escaped it this time, Clausen. 
<laughs> but a little self-deprecating humor is good. I just can't use that anymore. Right, right. Because it used to really be bright. You yeah. think my hair is bright now? Oh, my goodness. It used to be on fire. It's funny how things change over time. That's right. But speaking of self-deprecating humor, take it away, Young Thunder. Yeah, so I just mentioned before we went to the last break, statistically speaking, kind there's of an inside December. joke. Yeah, there's only one December each year. But the reason I said statistically speaking is because now it's kind of become a little bit of an inside joke here. Uh, during one sports cast I was doing, uh, we were talking about LeBron James and Carl said, you know, he's he's getting, you know, pretty old for the players out there. And I said, well, statistically speaking, he's the oldest player out on the court every single night because he's the oldest player in the league. And Carl said, oh, that's interesting. And Allie stopped me. Oh, yeah. She didn't let that go. No. And she said, did you just say statistically speaking in regards to someone's age? And I said, well, yes, I did. And she just died. She laughed at that one because she was like, we don't say statistically speaking to someone's age it's just an age and i said okay well you're right you don't and i said it's not wrong it's just an odd way of saying it and so now we say statistically speaking for just about anything we can find a reason to say it because it's fun statistically speaking there's only one december out of each year i love it yeah so good. <laughs> Give me some more statistically speaking right now. Statistically speaking, mm. fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, statistically speaking. The Bears won last the night. The Bears did win last night. They scored more points than the Vikings, which when you line up the stats, that does mean that they win. It was a field goal fiesta. It was. Statistically speaking, there were four of them for the Bears. Not and One miss. Not very fun and one miss. Yeah. Uh, statistically speaking, as there's only one December, there is only one Christmas, which means that this is the perfect time to play Christmas music, statistically speaking. If you got one loaded up, you can't be saying that without a Christmas song. <laughs> That's fair. Let me get one for you. Okay, so load one up. All right. Yeah, we got a lot going on here today, guys. We're going to have four packs for Candlelight Carols. We just gave away a four pack. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who won that thing? They didn't leave us a name. Oh. But- but they've got it in there because they just talked to you. We just from, don't know. From now on, all week long, we're done giving them away today. By the way, if you want to get to Candlelight Carols, please do. It's going to be epic. Have you heard what's going on this year, guys? You haven't? Did you know that not only is there going to be three concert performances, yep, with including Moody's Worship Collective's Chorale, Gospel Choir, Campus Orchestra, mm. Jazz Band, and Drama Ministry, they're going to have... A festival. Stay after the concert to enjoy a Christmas festival. Children's activities, you heard it. Christmas market where they're going to be selling wares of people from all around the globe. Some delivered from sex trafficking. Good stuff, man. Yeah. And food trucks. (laughs) They got food food trucks. Who can't be excited about food trucks? Oh, my goodness. Sporting ministries and food trucks? Oh, my my bride and I went out to dinner with my daughter and son-in-law here a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was. Really nice place. Really good food. Mediterranean food. Oh, so good. And then we took a long walk back to their pad, and then we headed out. And when we headed out, we're walking past food truck, and we go, boy, that sure does smell good. Oh, I love it Food so trucks, much. man. Food trucks are They're the oh, best. man. The Text, exhaust coming out smells like tacos. Absolutely. <laughs> Text the word light. Get all the information on Candlelight Carols. You've got to try to get to this thing. Light to 312 
877-627-4964. I think tickets are going to cap off fast because we're going to hit it hard with the Boom Crew this week. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. 312-274-9624. Text the word light to our number, 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.